Welcome to Psyched for Psychology, a Nystrom & Associates podcast. Our hosts, Michelle Iverson and Brett Cushing, are both licensed marriage and family therapists at Nystrom & Associates. Each week, they talk about all things mental health and therapy, and you get a chance to dive into specific psychology topics that help promote personal development and wellness. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle and Brett. Welcome back to another episode of Psyched for Psychology. I am so happy that Brett is back in our recording studio for today. I'm thrilled to be back and excited to talk about this festive and scary season of Mm -hmm. Halloween. What are we going to be talking about specifically today, Michelle? Well, when we're thinking about um, the season, spooky season, as I like to call it, um, what is the thing that you know, people are really interested in as it relates to psychology. And I think it's about the topic of fear. Right. Fear is uh, one of those primal sort of motivators for us. Yeah. And we often hear how fear is is this negative, right? Mm-hmm. Because fear is used in, in politics. It's used in, in marketing to get us to do things. And yet mm-hmm. sometimes we actually pursue it intentionally and we want to kind of explain and explore why. Why do we do that on our own and impose fear on ourselves? Are there any benefits? Is there any reason? Mm-hmm. I know my wife, every time I watch a scary movie, she'll ask, why do, are you watching that? Why? What is the reason you do that? And we're <laughs> going to be exploring that today, aren't we? Okay. What was the last scary movie that you watched? Oh, I think I watched, it was The Conjuring, one of The Conjuring mm-hmm. movies. My kids were telling me about it. And it was fun. I had to make sure my wife wasn't home and <laughs> I could crank up the volume and I was living large, but I was pursuing that. I wanted to be scared. Right. Isn't that weird? And we and we want that and kind of pursue that even at an early age. Um, so my kids, they're two and five. And my five-year-old was recently on a kick. He really, really wanted to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. And I kept kind of, uh, I don't know, buddy. Like, if you know the character Oogie Boogie, can be a little scary. And at the same time, it is now technically it's a Disney movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I kept kind of going back and forth. He kept saying, Mom, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to see it. And he watched it and he loved it. Like, for sure, there were some parts where he's like, oh, what's going to happen next? But I think he kind of got that same experience that we get mm-hmm. from watching movies more like The Conjuring as well, well, too. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Oh, that I've ever seen? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> let me think. Uh, scariest. I don't know. Not a lot. I mean, somewhere it kind of make me kind of like cringe and go, ugh, sure. that was kind of hard to watch. But true is scary. Um, I think maybe one of them would have been when I was like um, little, little mm-hmm. watching. I was probably too young watching the original It, um, oh, the one with yes. Tim Curry. But mostly because I was probably too young to be watching that movie at that age. And then I went and read the book, and the book was scarier. So wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, uh, again, I watched it too young. I was. I believe in middle school. Yeah. And believe it or not, and this, what I watched, is still the number one scariest movie rated today. Do you know what it is? Can you guess? The scariest movie. Oh, The Exorcist? The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine your child watching The Exorcist mm-hmm. as, like, if she was in middle school? That one really stuck with me. And can you believe that 1972, 73, yeah. and it's still the number one rated scariest movie? 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like if you could like go and watch something originally in the theater, mm-hmm. that would have been one that it would have been really interesting to actually see it live in the theater. It really, the speaking of psychology, yeah. really had a psychological impact on people. And yeah. yet, I, I will probably watch it again. Right. And it's actually becoming more popular with the Dahmer series on Netflix. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer would make his victims come to his apartment and watch The Exorcist. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, believe it or not, we're not making a plug for the no. movie, uh, <laughs> but it does highlight how yeah. scary movies are part and parcel to us as human beings. We pursue mm-hmm. it for certain reasons. And so a big thing is that fear, we're talking about a very primal emotion. Um, the reason why it's so primal, it's been needed going back to, you know, caveman, cavewoman times as a survival tool. I had a supervisor who would talk a lot about the difference between good stress and bad stress. Mm. And I've always loved his metaphor for highlighting the difference. And he said, good stress is that ability to feel fear if you come across a bear in the woods. Mm -hmm. Your good stress is going to activate that fear and it's going to activate other responses we're going to talk about in a sec. But it activated that so then you would not go up and poke that bear. That's survival. That is. That is protecting you. But it becomes bad stress if you are experiencing that same level of fear when you're just hanging out at home in the middle of the day. There's no bear around, but you're still feeling that same experience. You know, that reminds me of another episode we did Mm -hmm. on perfectionism. Yes. Remember we had Rick Ridmaster Mm -hmm. on and he gave an example of really what you're talking about, where stress and the fear associated with it is so important. Remember the uh, true story he said about the, the plane that crashed yes. uh, at the end of the landing, and he, he was coming in for a landing and asked, hey, what is that? what happened with that plane? And the person said, well, yeah, that was our best student. Yeah. That was our best student. She never failed at anything, never had you know any sort of um, failure in any of her tests or experiences. And then she passed, but when she was actually flying mm-hmm. on her own, she experienced exactly what you were talking about, right. that stress and that fear. And because she didn't have any association with that before, she didn't know what to do with it. And right. that resulted in the crash. Exactly. So it's thinking about how fear serves us in a lot of ways. And it's important to know what happens when we experience fear. There's two responses that we actually get. We get something called a biochemical response. So this is like when I, even when I'm watching a scary movie or if I see a bear in the woods, I'm going to get an increased heart rate. I'm going to sweat. I'm going to release adrenaline, dopamine, endorphins, which is going to create our fight or flight response. But also, as soon as I know that I'm safe again, it's also going to create almost a feeling of like satisfaction, maybe even like a euphoria. Right. And so you can kind of think of it, especially with it being Halloween and my kids are dressing up as superheroes this year. Think of it as your body literally goes into superhero mode. You get that rush of adrenaline. You actually have greater lung capacity. Your pupils will dilate so then you can see better. Mm. Technically, your ability to feel pain gets dulled. So there's all these things that activate. And if you think about it, if we can get that in a safe experience, like going through a haunted house at this time of year, mm-hmm. wouldn't it kind of feel good for a moment to kind of feel that superhero mode? 
Right. I overcame this. I overcame this. Right. And there is that euphoria, like you said, this little cocktail of chemicals. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to when we're working out. I know you jog and joggers get that runner's high. (laughs) Some of them do, not me, apparently. (laughs) I'm always like, when's this going to kick in? When am I going to get that runner's high? Nope, doesn't happen. (laughs) Well, in in theory, (laughs) right. And so, but think about that. When we talk about reinforcing behavior, Mm -hmm. all of that... uh, Fearful experience is then reinforced with those chemicals and that experience of euphoria where, hey, I, I feel good. And there's an association of I feel good after this fear. And it's I think it's similar to when we are working out and like, yeah, I, I may not like it when I don't like working out, uh, but I do it all the time. But I, I also know I'm going to feel better afterward. And so it, it reinforces that. And gives us a sense of confidence, I think, like you're talking yeah. about. So that's the emotional response we get, too. Often it would make sense to avoid things that could cause us fear. But if we are actively approaching things instead, especially, again, when we know this is safe, like going to see a scary movie in the theater, ultimately, deep down, I know I am safe no matter what happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right? That brings an emotional response for a lot of people that in some ways, some of us will want to avoid that experience, but many people actually get some enjoyment out of that too. And it does make sense. All behavior does make sense, mm-hmm. even if we don't understand it uh, in the moment. And some people do, they, they sort of have this aversion to scary movies. And why do people watch that? Well, there's a reason. And there is this reinforcement afterward from all that chemical. And so it does make sense and it is pleasurable in a way. Absolutely. So um, there's actually, there's some great information from an organization called the CCPA. So this is, um, we have professional counseling associations in the U.S. And this is just the Canadian version of that. And so they did a great article about exploring what is it about Halloween and fear. And they're saying that, of course, Halloween is kind of known for instilling fear, but it doesn't need to feed into our fears. Um, It's a holiday that can provide other things, fun, fantasy, imagination. And actually for kids, it helps them to kind of create a healthy imagination with creativity and adventure. But both kids and adults alike, there are some aspects of it where we get that adrenaline and that rush, but yet feel safe. Um, some people are actually known as being sensation seekers. So they kind of found some people are actually more prone to experience fear, but then also that positive feeling of adrenaline afterwards. So yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of like the adrenaline junkies, yes. right? I was going to say, if any of our listeners love roller coasters, I don't personally. Um, I don't know, Brett, do you? I do, but I, I just, I have vertigo <laughs> problems now as I've aged. Can't so I, now. But I love them. And yeah. it is, I remember the first one, my brother, my oldest brother, Doug, had me go on this roller coaster and I was absolutely terrified. I mean, this had this big drop and it was like the first one that had you went upside down. Uh-huh. I could see my heart beating through my chest if I just looked down. I mean, and I can almost feel it now. Almost like a traumatic response. But it was exhilarating. It was so exhilarating, yes. I've only done one. Really? I did. I did one. Somehow I had friends convince me to go on Space Mountain at uh, Disneyland. Yeah. I think the only thing that got me through it was the fact that it was like basically pitch black. I could just like shut my eyes and just get through it. So you've got me who loves all the scary movies, can't really tolerate roller coasters. Why did you feel after Space Mountain? Uh, but you get that adrenaline kick. Yeah. Weird. I was like, weirdly enough, I don't think I'd ever do another roller coaster again. Um, and we couldn't ride it again that day. But I 
probably would have done it again. Because again, I kind of got that feeling of superhero mode. I got that feeling. I accomplished this mm-hmm. and I feel like I could do it again if I wanted to. Isn't that fascinating? And I think a lot of people, they do a bit of a cost benefit mm-hmm. analysis because some people might go on Space Mountain and say, oh yeah, that was, that was fun. And there's no way in the world I'm doing that again mm-hmm. because the anxiety that precipitates it is mm-hmm. greater than the adrenaline rush that Comes it after. ends with. Yeah. Yeah. That's our cost benefit. Right. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I I really enjoy that, and I think of the movie uh, Point Break. Point Break, I think it yeah. is an older movie with Patrick Swayze yeah. and Keanu Reeves, and yeah, it really highlights the adrenaline junkie. And so, this time of year is that time where people do look for that adrenaline that comes from being afraid. And why do you think we do stuff with other people? Do you think? Well, it is interesting yeah. because we do tend to do this in community yeah and well i know you know so <laughs> you know. tell us why do say, we do this well the funny thing is to say if somebody were to say michelle you need to go to a haunted house tomorrow i'm gonna be like brett you're gonna come with me <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> it, because part of it is i think there's a, a lean towards us um socially and emotionally to want to have other people come with us mm-hmm. we actually get more oxytocin released interestingly enough too when we go through a scary experience together with mm-hmm. other people and oxytocin and is what tell us that's what that our is. love chemical that is the thing that helps us like create those bonds and in particular social bonding with other people mm-hmm. so that's why you'll see so many groups of people wanting to go through a haunted house together and they're clinging on to each other and they're freaking out and getting through it together you're also seeing a benefit and what they're going to feel after is we're going to feel closer to each other by having gone through that experience absolutely yeah. and so i'm just going to do a solid for all the men out there you probably know this anyway but that's why when you go and take a date to the movies, you take her to a scary movie, right? Because there's that oxytocin release and you're both scared together and you're bonded in the middle of that. And it's a great bonding opportunity for us as men. And the funny thing is, is, I mean, let's be honest, sometimes the guys are the ones that are more scared. And nonetheless, it works both ways. And so, but that has always been the adage. When I was growing up, you always took a gal on a date to a scary movie. Brad, I lost a date. <laughs> so uh, I think I was the one that picked the date. When I was in high school, I went on a date. I liked this guy for a long time. I was so excited to go on this date with him. And we went to go see, it was a remake at the time, but it was a remake of, um, uh, oh, what is it? The um, in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. That, I always lost myself on the plot I, of that one. But I, yeah. <laughs> I think I picked the movie, but um, by the end, he was genuinely very freaked out. And I was just very, like, calm, cool, collected. And I never got another date with him again. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what guy wants to go on a date where he's the scaredy cat, you know, and she's the strong one? You know, talk about feeling emasculated, right? That was the way to do it, though. You know, that, that was it. And, you know, you had this bond with with uh, the movie, and then it's a shared experience, too, yes. even afterwards. Not just in the moment, but you could be like, do you remember when we went to see that movie? And it, it really does bond us with people. Yes. And if you can do it as a group, like you said, in a haunted house, it is, it's a fun thing. You know, I, I know companies sometimes will do 
like a team building event where they do that as well. And it's, it's fun. It's scary. It's beneficial. So when we talk about this time of year and we talk about fear, these are great ways to learn how to like, even like learn about our own fears, but also approach them in a safe manner. Um, it, there's a lot of messaging too. There's some great like Halloween shows for kids, but it's often the message kind of comes down to helping kids too to learn the difference between real and pretend fears and then to also not let fears run their life. Um, the CCPA, they actually recommend this is a great time, like a great opportunity to ask, teach kids about all these lessons, questions, and talking to them about things like, do you feel like your fears are reasonable? Do you feel like they're tangible? Do you feel like your fears are genuine? Do you have a need to fear? And can your fear be overcome? Which honestly, those are big, complex topics that we would usually cover in therapy. But this kind of gives an easier way to kind of access and talk about that. And a lot of kids shows around the time of year actually doing that for parents too. Right. We do hear a lot of, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We tell kids, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But sometimes we create such a bubble around them that we insulate them from ever being exposed to mm -hmm. things that are fearful. And even as adults, mm -hmm. maybe we've had traumatic things happen to us. Scary movies can be re-traumatizing for people. And so we try to insulate ourselves so much from that. Now, there is a form of trauma therapy called prolonged exposure therapy. And watching scary movies in a way is just like that form of trauma treatment where we give ourselves a little bit of exposure to something that is fearful to us. Mm -hmm. And we realize, hey, I made it. And we know in these scary movies, we kind of suspend belief. That would be a fun topic about how we suspend belief sometimes from a psychological perspective. Mm -hmm. But we do suspend belief when we watch scary movies. And we're also giving ourselves a little bit of exposure so that we have those feelings and realize, I'm, I'm okay. I'm yeah. going to be okay. And it's very powerful. Absolutely. So it's thinking about like recognizing that fear in a healthy and a balanced way um, actually kind of helps us to live life even more so without fear in a way, right? By being able to experience it, but experience it in a structured way, a safe way, um, maybe through specific exposure therapies, techniques, or even just through the time of year that we happen to be in now actually helps us to be able to kind of deal and manage with that fear when it mm. comes up. Well, and last I heard, Fear is an emotion. Mm -hmm. And what do we say uh, for people, professionals in the field of psychology, what do we tell people about emotions? Emotions aren't good or bad. or bad. But what do we do with fear? We tend to categorize it almost exclusively mm -hmm. as bad. Mm -hmm. And it's negative. And almost like it's morally wrong. Yes, we villainize it. Yes. Yeah, fear is the villain. Yes. And really what we're trying to communicate is that fear isn't good or bad. It's just like any other emotion. It's just like an alarm that goes off. And I, I, there was an old movie, or no, it was a TV show, and made into a movie. But the original version, 1960s, Lost in Space, and they had a robot, yeah. and, and its name was creatively named Robot. And <laughs> whenever there was danger, uh, the robot had this light on its chest, and it would just go, I think it was, warning, warning, or danger, danger. <laughs> And that's really what fear is. It's yeah. just a warning signal mm -hmm. saying, hey, pay attention. Mm -hmm. 
And, but I think when we've experienced a lot of fear in our lives, it's been associated with really negative events. And we say, nope, I can't go there anymore. And really, we need to. We need to embrace fear and sort of be inquisitive, like, hmm, okay, what's going on? And be able to tolerate the emotion rather than completely avoid it. Absolutely. Do you have any other kind of thoughts, Brad, on like why, like reasons why we enjoy being scared? Well, you know, I, I think in a general sense, we need to remember that not only do emotions, emotions give us a signal and a warning, like, hey, pay attention, mm -hmm. but uh, our behaviors, we always do our behaviors because there's some utility in it for us. There's some mm -hmm. benefit. And so even if we don't understand why we watch movies or, or why certain people engage in fearful kind of activities or adrenaline rushes. It's important to know that we're always doing something because it serves some utility mm -hmm. for us. And so maybe have some patience with ourselves, patience mm -hmm. with other people, because I know some people look at this time of year and they think, this is crazy. Why is everything so ominous and dark and fearful? And I think what we're trying to do is highlight that there's benefits and there's utility in embracing fear. And that's a good reminder for us, not just to do it in Halloween, but to do it in various areas of our lives, because that's how we, we get through those fears. Absolutely. That's how we get a lot of confidence, a lot of wisdom in just like you said, like I can acknowledge that fear, but then I can also take a closer look at it. Right. Mm -hmm. And rather than just act out of it, um, ask some of those questions that we mm -hmm. had from the CCPA trying to figure out like, is this something that I do, you know, need to fear or is it something that could be overcome? I think there's a lot of hope, um, a lot of inspiration in that. Um, it goes a lot back to what FDR said um, in his inaugural address when he said, mm. all only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because when we do, you know, then we're, we're compromised, aren't we? Mm -hmm. and, and we're, we're running away from the thing we probably need to run towards. But that's a great reminder for all of us. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that uh, just like other episodes we've talked about that are sort of counterintuitive, like the benefits of boredom. That's another one we've talked <laughs> about before. It seems like, why do I want to embrace boredom? You might ask yourself, why do I want to embrace the fears in my life? Hopefully, you're coming away today understanding that fear is not something to be afraid of, like FDR said. It's something that we can move towards in an inquisitive manner and realize that there's some benefit, real helpful benefit to embracing that fear. We hope that you're able to do that and to join us next time. Thank you. Thank you as always for listening and please be sure to leave us a review. While this podcast can't be a replacement for therapy, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today and join us again next time. Nice German Associates is always available to those who are struggling. If you find yourself in need of support and help, please check us out at nicestermcounseling.com.